Hey, San, Alt Bra Zviren? Thanks for discovering us here at the Vault of Silliness. Today, as we kick off December and feeling a bit nostalgic, I thought it would be a treat to make most of these episodes two-siders. I mean, it is the season of giving. Today, we hearken back to the heady day of December 5th, 1993, for a Norm Nathan Show dumb birthday game, which I have titled The Donahue Debut. Because WBZ's and now AP's own Ed Donahue plays the dumb birthday game for the first time. We get to it right away with calls. Dennis, Bob, Gene, Hank, and then Steve. Now it's dumb birthday game time. The players, Eddie and Alston, whose cat's name is Clyde. A good friend, Helen. The just-so-darn thrilled Amy from Boston. An emphasis on the ill and thrilled. Her cat's name is Ma. Mark in Hudson, New Hampshire. His cat's name is BJ. Sid Whitaker producing and playing in studio. No cats. Bruce Connolly in traffic. And the aforementioned Ed Donahue on the phone. The birthdays. Now, Deanna Durbin is briefly discussed because of tech issues the night before. The game was not played. And I guess Norm wanted to mention her. Now, the real birthdays. Jim Messina. Little Richard. Morgan Brittany. Jim Plunkett. Calvin Trillin. Will Schreiner. Stephen Wright in Dave Brubeck. Post-game callers, Joe and Waltham, and Jeff from Dorchester. We are treated to some commercials, the opening of a few gold bonds in an Ovaltine spot. There's a Norm Reed for Heritage Radio, a partial commercial for the Irish Crystal Company, a terribly annoying spot for the Westboro Antique and Flea Market, James Reif of Riverdale, Illinois for Gold Bond in its full glory, and Bessie Dupree of St. Petersburg for Ovaltine. Also, Full glory. Episode 166, the Donahue debut, sparkles its way to your ears. Now. But that's that's some time ago now. Yeah, well, most of them now, they're, 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 they're just integrated now into uh, every orchestra now. You, you turn on something like, uh, say, David Letterman's program, uh, and you see Paul Schaefer there. He's got four or five different keyboards. Of course, he's still got his... Uh, his Hammond organ there, whatever it is, he that's a favorite of his. Huh. And uh, but all those other keyboards, they're all various makes and models and manufacturers, and with all this digital circuitry, as they call it now, um, it, it's just quite the thing. In fact, uh, there's a company now talking about digital circuitry. You know, here's a segue. Um, there's a company up in uh, the Peabody area now that has come up with a way of compressing a television signal onto regular telephone wires. No, no more coaxial cable, no more microwave. Yeah. Uh, they, can, they can call up the West Coast office, and you can talk to the East Coast office and have a real-time conversation with somebody over a regular two-conductor telephone line now. Uh, the only thing is the equipment costs several thousand dollars, and it'll be a while before it's in everybody's homes, but it, it's quite the thing. But the other thing that piqued my interest last night, um, you were talking about the people in Maine who had come up with a lottery scheme to sell off their property. You would send in an essay with a cash donation, and uh, if you won, you got their property for the cost of your donation, and right. they would make out with, uh, you know, couple hundred thousand dollars. I read an article in the Globe about maybe two, three weeks ago where a woman in Massachusetts, having heard about what was going on in Maine, 
uh, decided to give it a shot herself here locally, but the state got wind of it and stopped it because it's considered an illegal lottery in Massachusetts. Mm. So anybody who's <laughs> who's decided to sell their house through an essay contest, it's uh, it's not going to happen. Is it? The but they would, they would consider that a lottery, even though they would determine the winner based upon the quality of the lotter of the essay. Mm-hmm. But be, no, so why would that be a lottery? That that the, the winner wouldn't be picked at random like a lottery would. It it gets it gets really involved from what I understand. It's whether or not you're a for-profit business or a not-for-profit business. Mm. It's very easy for a church or the KFC or the Elks Lodge or something. There's all these non-profit corporations to run fundraisers that benefit the. Uh, benevolent society or their church or what have you, and it goes for the common good, as it were. Uh, but if it's a for-profit business, you cannot run a lottery for yourself. Okay, and, uh, I know that you can't run a raffle. Yeah, well, raffle, lottery, same, same, same kind I of see, word. Yeah, you know, yeah. Except a raffle is a pretty much a, a a chance kind of thing, and this this was an essay thing where they would actually. Pick an essay, which would require skill and not just chance. Right. But anyway, I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, one final comment on uh, keyboards and synthesizers. When do you think WBZ will get themselves back up with their mobile units and do a live concert from Hammond Castle? That hasn't been done, I think, since the 50s. Yeah, I don't know. Now that well, you know, we have so much news, it's kind of hard to do a program outside the studio because you have to be close to it in order to get all the news gathered and that kind of stuff. You could do it at night, I guess. Sure, yeah. During the Bread Noise show or overnight or something like that or Sunday when we have a well, lot of talk I was thinking shows. more maybe, uh, maybe one of the, uh, uh, not so much on the news side, but maybe on whatever entertainment side, uh, do a, a live pipe organ concert from up there. That used to be a regular feature back in the 50s on BZ. They would... Uh, Get somebody like Power Biggs or Virgil Fox or some other oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in there, and they do a concert from up there. Yeah, there's a guy, Ken Wilson, who was playing the organ up at Hammond Castle up there. I worked with him at WHDH at one point. Yeah, yeah. in fact, uh, there's a story about him. I believe if it's the same uh, one I'm thinking of, bear with me. I'm assuming I, if he's the same Wilson, he's passed away. Yes, and his, the, the story they tell up at Hammond Castle is that he liked that place so much that after he passed away, that he had his ashes scattered on the grounds. Really, I'm, I'm not aware of that. That may very well be true. Yeah, well, the, yeah. it's one of the stories that the curator tells when they take a tour of their tour of the facility. And it's there. probably so, then, I would guess. Yes, because I know in later years he was playing up there. And really love playing there quite a lot. I, I got a chance there. I've done a couple of volunteer gigs up there. They do uh, various Renaissance fairs now, and uh, um, they do a stint at Halloween where they do the whole thing up as a haunted castle and what have you. And there's been a couple of nights there, and I was all alone sitting in the Great Hall, and I kind of asked the curator, would you mind? And he said, well, nobody's looking. And we turn it on, and I noodle a little bit at the oh, keyboard. Yeah? <laughs> so you're an organ player. Not really. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm probably the world's worst keyboard player, but it was just just the thought of sitting there with these five grand keyboards and 8,000 pipes up above you and just mm. to be able to say you drove it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds nice, yeah. yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Listen, it's been very nice, Norm, and 
I got to go do my rounds, and uh, we'll be listening to this. What, you're a security guard? No, actually, I'm, I'm working in a facility for uh, it's a community residence for the mentally handicapped. Oh, I see, in New uh, It's time for me to go do a little bed check and make sure everything's Oh, sounds. well, you're, you're doing good work, Dennis. I appreciate you taking the time to call. Oh, yeah, I was in between. I get my paperwork all done, thought I'd give you a call. I uh, southeast of Worcester. Okay. And uh, keeping with the musical theme tonight, um, I'm also a bluegrass musician. Oh, are you? What do you play? I, I play the bass. Really? And yeah. I'm actually, I'm David's brother. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this fellow who called about David uh, was so enthusiastic about his banjo playing. Apparently yeah, well, a brother or something. Do you, do you feel that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a great banjo player. Mm. I, one thing that, that wasn't mentioned was um, I think it was 1981, he was the uh, grand champion on um, Dave Maynard's show, on the TV show Community Audition. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, because this fellow who called also said he was, uh, he'd won he was some the, other... Right, the world champion. World champion, yeah. That's, yeah isn't that something? Do you, do you play with him? Do you play in that same um, group? Not currently. I, I play in another touring band um, called Front Range. And we're, front, I'm sorry, Front Range? Yep. Yeah, we're, the band is sort of based out of Denver, Colorado. And here you are in Northbridge. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I, I live out here, and we have a guitar player who lives in uh, Pennsylvania and two other people who live out in uh, Colorado. But we, we tour all around, and every once in a while when we're touring on the East Coast, I'm able to pick up your show at night when we're staying in a hotel or somewhere. Well, I appreciate you even making the attempt. That's nice. Yeah. But I wondered how, how you guys get together where you come from some, such different areas. Well, we we do a lot of touring. Um, yeah. We'll go out for maybe a week or 10, 10 days at a time. And, and, and uh, tour right around the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. this year we, we've done about 21 states. So it's, it's been pretty busy. But we've we've got this whole month off and most of next month off. Some kind of oh, okay, well, that sounds good. Is there any place anybody around here could catch your group? Um, we actually, I don't think we'll be here until um, March, and um, we'll be doing a pretty, a fairly extensive tour through New England in March. We'll be in in New Hampshire, and we'll, we'll be in, in Cambridge. If you will be in touch with me just before you start that tour, sure. I appreciate it. We can pass the word along to people who want to catch it. I'd love to do that. Because I, I suspect there are an awful lot, and well, you know better than I would, a lot of bluegrass fans, because uh, I hear a lot of people talk about the music to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a pretty good following up here in New England. People people think that it's mostly confined to, uh, you know, Kentucky and Virginia, which is sort of the hotbed of where bluegrass came out of and where most of the bands come from. But there's, there's a lot of pickers up here in New England. No, I kind of have a feeling there is, yeah, because I've, I've heard a lot about that. Hey, that, it's good to talk with you, Bob. Yeah. And I, I, wish, I, I wish you good luck, and I hope you'll keep in touch and let me know what you're doing. Well, I certainly will. Take care of yourself. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Jim Brown of Grand Prairie, Texas, is telling us about his itchy chafing problem. There was an itching and irritation. It, uh... Okay, what's doing? We don't with... have rain up here. We had rain this afternoon. Now, where in Canada are you? Canada. Now, Canada is where? Canada is just on the outskirts of Ottawa. Oh, okay. And yeah. and uh, and the weather is not raining right now. It's not raining, but I look at my window and we have a thin coat of snow on our grass. Really? Yes. Yes, I'm very happy about this. 
Now, uh, you are. Why is that? It's our first anniversary, December 4th, and our wedding day last year, we came out of the church and the snow was coming down. Oh, and it was so really, really pretty, and when they took the pictures, it really turned out quite nice. And so you're so you're so delighted about the first year of your marriage that has obviously turned out to be quite successful and happy. Oh yeah. That you 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 don't mind recreating that the, the magic moment with the snow and the whole business. I don't mind at all. Oh, you're so you're such a romantic gene, isn't it? And so am I. I think that's well, lovely. Well, unfortunately, my husband is not. He's not romantic. No, no. He he likes to do funny things, you know. <laughs> like I, what? Oh well, I got deal of a lifetime in a store, um, a, a valance for curtains, and I got very good customer service, and the girl, I said, how do I put it up on the wall? So she gave me a Valcor curtain rod, and I was going to the store, and my husband said, let me carry that for you. So he carried my curtains and my Valcor cur uh, curtain rod, not knowing he had stuck the curtain rod on my back to my knitted coat sweater and I was walking through the mall and he was walking behind me laughing and I turned around and I didn't know what was wrong. Don't tell me why I didn't notice a 46-inch curtain stuck to my back. But anyhow, this is what he did and I was most uh, embarrassed by it because the malls were quite, um, quite cluttered, you know, and I drew a lot of attention to myself there. But I thought I'd share that with you. Well, that doesn't mean he's not romantic, though. He may be a practical joker or, you know, like to fool around, as we kids say. But he, yeah. it doesn't mean he's not rom uh, romantic. Is he romantic? You think he's not at all? Well, I guess he is romantic, but right now he's fast asleep. Well, I mean, a, a person can be romantic and fast asleep, too. You think so? Well, I yeah. thought he would have been up all night helping me put up the Christmas tree and all. Oh, now, now when, is your, when is your anniversary, your first anniversary? What? December 4th. It was a Friday. Oh, okay. It was just this past day then, or uh, two days ago. December 4th. Are, we, are you happy with the way the year has gone? December 4th. Pardon me? Wait Today's December 4th. Oh, December 4th is Saturday. Is this not Saturday? Well, now it's Sunday. No, no, I think you're wrong. No, no, it is. It's twenty. Oh, it's midnight. It's, it's twenty minutes midnight. to three. So we're past. We're past. We're now into Sunday the fifth. So your your anniversary is the f is the fourth. Oh, then. That's right, Norm. You are right. Oh, I, I didn't realize it was oh, so late. That's because I'm older and wiser. Oh, I, I know see. dates and everything. No, oh, I, I no. If you no, unless you're just waking up, you would still think of it as being still still being Saturday. I know that. Oh, I. See. But. Uh, now, did you have a good anniversary? Was Did he show any romantic inclinations at all, or did he just act silly? No, he took me out for dinner, and we went to his Christmas party and danced all all Friday night. But, you know, he didn't really last very long on the dance floor, so. <laughs> My wife used to say the same thing about me. Oh, you had the same problem. No, I cannot dance. I mean, I, and, I'm, and I don't like to dance, and I, don't, I feel uncomfortable doing that. But it isn't, didn't mean I didn't love my wife very, very dearly, and I loved holding her. But dancing was something that totally eluded me, always. I mean, not just in recent years, but when I was a kid. Really? We, we would go to dances, and I was... We wouldn't go to dance. I would not go to dances, because I, I hated dancing. Well, why is that, Nor? Because I'm a clumsy oaf. Well, you see, today it's a lot different. You get up, and you look as clumsy as possible, as silly as possible... And you would be a great dancer. 
Oh, I can't. And people don't dance together. They dance about a foot apart and oh, they don't I watch know. each other. Yeah, but see, that, that kind of dancing, I never saw any point to that at all. The only, the only only point of getting up there and looking silly? No, no, no. I think the point of dancing is a slow dance where you hold your partner, you know, and, and, and snuggle close and say lovely things to each other, which mm -hmm. you could do, I think, even sitting down, I suppose, or just standing there not moving. But this, this dancing without even touching each other, I don't see any point to that. You don't? No. Do you, you obviously do. Well, I think it's fun and it's great exercise. Okay, exercise is one thing, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about dancing close and holding. Close that's, and holding? Yeah, that's not the same as exercise. I'm, when I want to exercise, that's one thing, but when I want to dance and get romantic, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think you can do both. You can have fun and then on the waltzes, be romantic. See, dancing is, and going out dancing is supposed to be fun. And you make it fun and romantic. So you get up and you look kind of silly dancing around the dance floor. <laughs> and then you waltz together to be romantic. Okay, see, but I don't think you're going to look silly because other people are going through the same thing you are and they're probably not paying any attention. They're probably feeling that they're as silly looking as you are. So, Yes. Okay, now, now where does your husband fit into all this? Does he like the slow dancing? He likes neither. He likes to sit and talk with everybody. Oh, gee, I don't know what to do for you, Jean. I don't know what to do for myself neither. Do you, th you think you married a real dud? No, no, he's not a dud. No, no. No, he's okay. He's okay. Well, that's good then. He's passed the he's passed the first year test. Yes, he has passed the first year test. Okay, what does he do now? What 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 do you both do? What what kind of business are you guys in? Well, I'm a teller, and my husband is works for the government. Okay. Yes. So you're both career people. Or something. I, that was a stupid I comment. I wouldn't call myself a career person. <laughs> oh, no, I don't I'm... know why I said that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, what I just said. Mm -hmm. But anybody who doesn't dance too well, they don't make any sense. He weren't a talkie. Yeah. I don't know whether you noticed that or not, but it's uh, it's, it's a rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't make out anything I'm talking about, can you? And I don't blame you. I don't even understand it either. Oh, well. But you did. he did take you out on your first anniversary, though. Well, he took me shopping. He took you... That's not a romantic thing to do on a first anniversary. I think it's a fun thing to do, to go out and spend a little money on things. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking, you know, first anniversary would be a nice dinner, candlelight. Well, he bit. did offer to take me to highs, and I said I wanted to put up the Christmas tree. Okay. Make it an annual event. Put so it what did he, anniversary. So what did he do? He went. He went to bed while you put up the tree. Yes, I hauled it up out of the basement. Two big, huge boxes. It's incredible how many Christmas ornaments you accumulate. And uh, so we had two big, huge boxes, and I left one box in the basement. You sound like a rugged lady then to be able to pull all that stuff up by yourself. Well, I just pushed the box up the stairs. It was kind of like a long box, and if you had it on the right, right angle, you just have to push the box. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Getting it down the stairs is a lot easier because you just let it slide. Oh, especially if you got fragile ornaments in there. That's always a good method. Well, well, you have to be careful with your packing. You have to be a good packer. Okay. Now, how does the tree look? Is it really fantastic? One of the great trees of all time in Canada? Well, it's, it's only halfway up. 
it's only halfway up. So you have to take it out of the box and it kind of like folds down and then you got to spread all these little things out on it. Well, this is, this, is not, well, this is not a real tree then. No, 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 no. We recycle our tree every year. Oh, this... Oh, this is an artificial tree, then. It's an artificial. It's a very good artificial. You wouldn't know it's an artificial oh, tree. Oh, it, it looks real. It looks real. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have half of it up. Yes. Now, what happens? You're going to stay up all the rest of the night to get the other half up? That's right. And and so this guy's going to sleep through all of this, and when he gets up in the morning or whenever he gets up, he'll say, Oh, what a beautiful tree you, yes. you put together. I love you dearly. Yes, and I think it would be a nice surprise, don't you? I think it would be a lovely surprise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're do you very... have a real tree, Norm, or do you ha do you get a, an artificial? No, a real tree. A real oh. tree. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. you feel guilty having a real tree? Well, see, I live out in the woods, and there are all kinds of trees around there. Oh, I see. So as you're clearing a path, you'll take a tree to 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 put up in your house. I find and you, over the years. I find you, Jean. I find you very difficult to deal with. Why is that? I don't know. Because I, I am asking you the question. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't I I, I don't feel as comfortable with you because you challenge me to a lot of things. Well, I, I am challenging you now. I'm discussing your trees, so it will take you about ten years to clear a path through to your house because you'll be chopping down one tree every year. Well, not really, no, no. There aren't that, there aren't that many trees there, there, and there's certainly not all that many Christmas trees. Oh, you don't have that many Christmas trees? <laughs> You're challenging me again. See the way you're doing that? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Actually, Norm, I might be getting you into trouble with all these environmentally friendly people. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know what to say, Gene. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of sitting here giggling like a schoolboy. Well, that's okay. You got me befuddled. Here I am, a sophisticated, suave man, you know, a really tough guy, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm falling apart under your questioning. Well, Norm, I didn't think you were a tough guy. Uh, obviously, you're right. Yes. You're too soft-spoken. Okay. Hey, well, listen, I wish you a very happy Christmas and a very happy anniversary. Thank you. And if you'll keep in touch, I'd appreciate that. Call me, especially when your husband's sleeping, because I feel like we're doing something kind of promiscuous here while he's while he's not listening. Oh, now you're going to challenge me to that. I know you are. I know you're going to yell at me. No, I'm sure someone else will have a comment for you. <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, you hear me giggling like a schoolboy? Not many women can do that to me, but... She did that to me, and I'll get even one day yet. Anyway, this year, delight everybody on your Christmas shopping list with the sounds of Christmas past. How do you do that, you ask? Well, Heritage Radio of Boston once again offers their great Christmas cassettes. Over 30 hours of the great old-time radio programs to choose from with the radio and show business stars of the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Amos and Andy, Jack Benny, Fred Allen, the great Gildersleeve, Fibber McGee and Molly, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Lionel Barrymore, a Scrooge, Lionel Barrymore, and many, many more, all on full-hour TDK cassettes. Heritage will send you a list of these great old sounds of Christmas if you'll send your name and address to Heritage Radio, Post Office Box 16, 
Boston, Massachusetts, 02167. Okay, and you're just sending for a catalog now. And you ought to do it as quickly as you can so you know what's available and uh, what kind of gifts you want to get or what kind of old-time radio shows you want to get for yourself. Uh, here's, here's, a, here's what to do. Write to Heritage Radio, Post Office Box 16, Boston, Massachusetts, 02167. And get your free list now while it's still time to order the most nostalgic gifts of the season. That's your name and address to Heritage Radio, Post Office Box 16, Boston, 02167. And give a distinctive vintage radio gift from Heritage. If you suffer from motion sickness, listen to Linda Kern of Lahaina, Hawaii. I get everything that moves sick. Car, air, boat, you name Good. That's good. Uh, last time we talked, we talked about public television and some of the interesting stuff that was going on there. And tonight was uh, was really interesting. They had an Andy Williams special and a Mel Torme special. Wow. I thought they were really, really great. I mean, just the type of musical variety show that I used to enjoy on network television. But I guess networks don't want to take a chance with them anymore. So... Happily, public television has picked them up now. And yeah, you know what I noticed uh, before I before I left the house earlier in, on Saturday evening. Uh -huh. I noticed uh, Channel Two was was broadcasting Roger Whitaker, and uh, which is public television. Yeah. And uh, Channel uh, Eleven up in uh, Durham, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, which is yeah. yeah, which is public television, and they were doing Lawrence Welk. Now I never thought of. Uh, when you, when you think of public television, you think of something with some educational value, and I never thought of either Roger Whitaker or Lawrence Welk as as quite fitting that category. And yet, they I know I know they do a lot of uh, Lawrence Welk. Does that seem to you to fit on public television? Well, I, I think uh, public television is trying to broaden its scope a little bit. I think they're trying to include entertainment, not necessarily just of the educational nature. I mean, there is a certain type of entertainment that can be educational, but I think what they're trying to do is put a certain amount of entertainment in their programming so that they'll attract more viewers, I think. But Lawrence Welk, you know, for, forgive me, anybody who's a Lawrence Welk fan, or Roger Whitaker, and I know they both have fans, that's pretty schlock stuff, and that doesn't seem to make any sense to me on on, ed, on educational television. Yeah, but who says it's just educational television? Now? Well, I mean, that's what public television is supposed to be, is it not? A quality, a little above the usual commercial kind of stuff? I kind of agree with you, to be honest with you. I don't think, you know, I liked Lawrence Welk as a kid, and I don't particularly care for him anymore. And no, Roger but, Whitaker, you know, I, I don't know, I think Roger Whitaker's got a little bit more talent, a little bit more sophistication than, than Lawrence Welk's gang ever had. But both, but both of those people, are, that's pretty straight commercial kind of kind of stuff. It's it's not the kind that you would tune into public television to see, I, I wouldn't think. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of agree with you on Lawrence Welk. Roger Whitaker, I think, is a good entertainer, and I think his music would be considered listenable by even educated people if you want to use that term, uh, people, musicians, and stuff like that. I, I don't think you'd have any problem with people like Roger Whitaker and Andy Williams because, it, you know, educational 
doesn't necessarily have to be serious, disciplined, intellectual stuff. It can be enlightening. Oh, sure. No, I don't I don't disagree with that. I see Mel Torme to me makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. The Duke Ellington band would make a whole lot of sense. Uh -huh. And what about uh, Andy? Do you like Andy Williams? Well, yeah, but I, I, I don't see him being on that, on, on that kind of television either. Uh, he's, he's, very, he's very, 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 well, he's, no, he's very pleasant yes. and all that, but uh, that, that isn't what I think of when I think of public television. I, don't, I just well, don't I think, think of that. Like I say, Norm, I, I think you know, we have to break away from that traditionalistic uh, uh, view of, of public. I think it's changing. It, it's a little bit behind the times. In other words, um, you're not going to see an Andy Williams special on the regular networks because, uh, you know, they, they don't want to take a chance a chance with it. Uh, and, and that's where I guess public television comes in. It's something, it's something the networks don't want to take. And it's, you know, and there's, and there's a certain audience for it. Then why shouldn't public television pick it up? Just well, obviously, they, they agree with you because they are doing that. You know? <laughs> so, you know, so I'm just kind of, as we say, we kids say, just blowing in the wind. Anyway, I, I think the Andy Williams and the Mel Torme special were great. Okay, so I happen to be a Mel Torme fan, and I think he's an unusually, uh, in fact, an incredibly good vocalist. So I, I could see him. Okay, but uh, anyway, I guess we both made our points. Well, that's okay. I think we, we had an, uh, a lively discussion here. We're <laughs> going to get right. all your listeners uh, participating in this. Okay. Now, I also, I wonder if Perry Como's going around the country doing a Christmas show. He came to Lowell last year, and I don't think he's yeah. coming this year. Yeah, no, I haven't heard any, much about him lately, although he, last time I saw him, he looked pretty good. He sounded great. Too. Yeah, he's still hanging in there. Yeah, he's still hanging in there, still got a good singing voice. He's one of those people who's taken good care yeah. of his singing voice, which, sadly enough, uh, the chairman of the board has not done. Well, yeah, because the chairman of the board is, what, 78 years old. I mean, how long can you keep singing? That's you know, And I'm a big Sinatra fan, but I think, you know, it comes a time when you kind of hang it up and... Rest on your laurels, and he sure got Perry enough Como. laurels. Perry Como would be 81 now because he was 81. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize. He's even older than Sinatra. Then. Yes, he I, is. He I is. didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, he is, and he can still sing, or I should say as of last December, he could still sing extremely well. Mm. I was amazed. And I don't know how old Andy Williams is. No, he's, uh, he's, he's quite a good deal younger, I think, than either one of them. I think he's... I don't know. I don't think he's older than six. Well, maybe. I bet. I bet I can tell you. Sixty-ish. Yeah, I think. I think probably in that area. Let's see. I have a. I. I should know that because yeah, we're going to play the encyclopedia. I, well, I, well, we play the dumb birthday game here. Yeah, I know. Well, we that. guess people's ages, so I should. I should know. Andy Williams. Let's yeah. see. He was either born January 29th, August 28th, or December 3rd. There are three references to him. Is that right? Uh, in the in the well, yeah, some some may have to some. Well, let me let me look up January 29th. If that's his birthday, I'll tell you right off how old he is. My guess would be 60, but I can't give you the exact. 60, you say? Okay, I should have I should have started looking this up earlier. I I don't know. Uh, he was not born on January 29th. If we could just keep holding off until I really bore people out of their skulls while I look for this. While you're looking it up, I'll try to guess your age. Well, I've, I've told my age on the air a lot of times. I think you said 68. I, I will be 68 uh, on December 20th. Happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. I, I, the, reason, the reason I say that is because 
I'm probably the only broadcaster who admits how old he is, and I'm not too terribly proud of that, but that's that that is it. No, he's not he was not born August twenty eighth, so let's look up December. I'm really putting you to work tonight. Oh well not only that, but it's the, almost embarrassing. <laughs> but but we're we're holding up the entire program. While I look up somebody's birthday, and this is going to be the really most boring moment. Okay, Andy Williams, uh, on December 3rd, just this very week, turned 65. As a matter of fact, he's a little older than we were guessing. 65, huh? 65 years old. Well, I dare say that his voice is better at 65 than Sinatra's was at 65. Well, I, I, that's 13 years ago for Sinatra's. I don't remember how old he was back then. I mean, what he sounded like, rather. I think uh, when Sinatra did New York, New York, he was uh, 65. And that song is kind of weird when you come right down to it, because at the end he takes the word and, and he stretches it out to the most ridiculous exaggeration. You know, when he goes, and uh, if I make it there, I'm going to make it anywhere. It's just amazing how you just take that conjunction and and then make it sound so so ridiculous. I don't know. See, I'm a fan of his, and I thought I love that. And I like that. Oh, do you and, really? Yeah, I do. Anyway, i got to get going, Hank. Nice talking. Now that we settle how all these people are on the fact that I think Lawrence Welk on Channel 2 for public television is supposed to have some educational value, uh, still does not make any sense to me. Rich chocolate Ovaltine. When my six-year-old comes home from school, we... He's, I know Denny's, yes. Danvers, Danvers, Mass. Yes. That's the last time. So I don't expect that you'll remember me by name or voice, but uh, I also was a very good friend of Ken Wilson's. Okay, that's the organ player we're talking about that I worked with over at uh, WHDH a few years ago. That's right. When I heard Dennis's call, I was pleased to hear any talk of the castle, and I also have some information to pick up where his left off, if that's of interest to you or yes. any of your listeners. Yes, yes, I'd be, be very pleased to hear about it. The broadcast that he talked about was on April 5th, 1942, and that was over WBZ, and it was across the United States because it was a big thing then to tune into the radio to hear things of this sort. And they premiered a piece, which is the first time that that organ was heard publicly. Okay, that the first time the organ at the Hammond Castle up in Gloucester was heard publicly in 1942. Right, April 5th, and I have the document in front of me because I also have all the history of the castle. I can answer anything anybody wants to know. And E. Powell Biggs was the organist. Now, how do you happen? Now, how how do you happen to know that much about that place? Because I spent a good part of my growing up years at the castle, and I was also a student of Ken Wilson's. Oh, really? So yeah. you're an organ player, too, then? You, yes, you used and, to... and his widow, Billy, is living in Andover, Mass., and off the air, I can even give you her phone number, because she's very happy to hear from anyone, uh, because she has fond memories of the castle, too. Okay, I'll turn you back to uh, to Sid, he can take the uh, the information sure. for Is there for any you. other information you want to... No, that's, no, no, that would be it. Are you, are you, are you uh, actively... Involved with the organ right now? No, and that's part of the reason that I call, Norm, because unfortunately, right now, the Attorney General's office is conducting an investigation because all of the people who are associated there for years as supporters and employees have been let go, and the trustees there now have little regard for any of the history or the castle or the organ, and we're asking that anyone who has any interest in the castle and has fond memories of what a wonderful place it was, call the Division of Charitable Trust 
ask for Richard Allen and let them know that you support the castle because the castle's collection is being liquidated and that organ will probably be history in just a matter of time too and we're trying to prevent this from happening but there has to be public interest if there's no, no, no public interest the castle will disappear and that's why Dennis hasn't heard much about it in recent years now, why, now, I don't quite understand. Why is the Attorney General involved in this? You see, Mr. Hammond left a will which unfortunately was somewhat vague. I don't think he had any idea that when he left it to the Catholic Church that the Catholic Church would not be able to take care of it forever and ever like he thought in 1965. So when they turned it over to a Board of Trustees established to pick up where they left off, the Board of Trustees now consists of people who really try to make it look as though they have interest in running the castle, but basically what they're doing is liquidating it. The organ, for the most part, is not playable. Much of the collection has been sold, and this is just going to continue until probably it'll end up as condominiums. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Okay, I appreciate you bringing us up to date with that. I had not heard of, uh, at all about the some That's of the things you That's why you don't, And I know you're a resident of the North Shore and perhaps even enjoyed Ken Wilson's concerts over the years. And yes. I mean, at one time there were eight Christmas concerts and the place was full. This year there are none at all. That organ, again, is in very much danger, and I would hate to see it leave this area. Well, thank you very much for bringing us up to date with that, Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you, Norm. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye. Yeah, Isn't that sad? I hadn't heard about that at all. Okay, hey, the dumb birthday game coming right up. Michael Cook of Grand Prairie, Texas, is telling us about his skin. We have Eddie, who's in Alston. Hello, hello again, Eddie. Hi, Norm. How you doing? Good. Are you all excited about the game? I imagine you must be because it must be quite a thrill for yeah, you. Yeah, it is. I've never played it before. Never played it before? No. Oh, 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 you've been a virgin. Yeah, well, no. Well, well no, no. My no. age? Well, I'm, I'm not talking that other kind. I mean, oh. virgin so far as the game is concerned. Okay, Helen's going to be playing the game with us, too, aren't you, Helen? Hi, Norm. Hey, nice, well, to, nice to have you. I know you, you've you been with us before. Lord, my image of you was shattered tonight. How was that? When when Pat can stump anybody, they're in bad shape. You didn't know anything about a Christmas tree. Oh, no, I suggested that planting a tree <laughs> in January did seem a little bit odd to me. But Pat, of all people, he stumped you. Well, I suppose if you want to put it that way, Helen, I mean, whose side are you on anyway? For God's sakes, Helen. <laughs> we have Amy is uh, from Boston also is with us. Hi, Amy. Hello. Oh, hello. Just planned a hello, eh? You're, hello. Not, you're not too gabby, are you? I don't feel good. You don't feel good? No. Oh, my. Do you feel well enough to play this exciting game? Maybe I've it'll never make... played before. Yeah, so... it, might, might, it might make you feel better. All you do is... I tell you the name of somebody born on this date, and you guess their age. That Does that sound thrilling to you? Yes. Well, I'm glad you sound just so darn enthusiastic. I, you, uh, I think I ate some bad turkey. That was last Thanksgiving, though. It just, just, oh, you probably ate it several days after Thanksgiving, too. Is that right? Yeah. And it's beginning to come up on you now. You're not going to throw up on us or anything of that nature, because I don't have any provisions for throwing up during the dumb birthday game. Also, uh, okay. Are you a young young person? Yes. How how old are you? Thirteen. You're thirteen. Oh, well, then you can throw up. That's okay. If you're thirteen, you can throw up. That's good. Not yet, though. Okay. Okay, and not on the phone because I hate that sound. <laughs> I'm getting sickening. Okay, Mark in New Hampshire. How are you doing, Mark? Uh, good evening. How are you? Fine. Where Where are you in New Hampshire? Up in Hudson. 
Hudson, New Hampshire. Yes, sir. Okay, that's uh, Jack Armstrong's hometown. Right between uh, Salem and Nashua. Know the area very well. And thank you all just so much. Okay, and you, you've never done played this dumb birthday game with us? No, sir, I haven't. Oh, well, but I what? played it in the truck. <laughs> okay, then you know how it goes. Yes, okay. sir. And we have uh, Sid. Are you uh, handy any place? Right here, Norm. Oh, there you are. You're I sitting never, down. I, I didn't never stray too far. Okay, Sid. Uh, that's. Uh, Pardon me. Oh. I'm, no. so, I'm sorry. See, when you when you talk into the phone, which is permanently plugged in on the air, we can hear you, Amy. I was talking to my cat. Oh, that's Still okay. That's a, what's your cat's name? Ma. Mount. Ma. Ma. M-A, yeah. Just plain M-A, like in mother. Yeah. Hey, yes? This is Eddie. My cat's name is Clyde. I, well, I, I don't know that anybody asked you that. I couldn't help it. He's doing, I'm talking, I was talking to him as she was talking to hers. I see. Okay. So this is going to be the way this game is going to be going, eh? You don't know, you don't want to know what my cat's name is. Uh, well, I guess now we do. DJ. DJ? Yeah. Like in this jockey. Well, no, no, not DJ, BJ. Isn't BJ oh, store? Oh, no, Boogie Jr. <laughs> oh, you got you got a laugh out of Amy. That makes her feel much better now. Okay, we also have, uh, of course, we have uh, Bruce Connolly who's playing the game with us. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Norm. Norm, I don't have a cat. Oh, I have three of them, so so I have enough cats to cover you. All right. And they're all really swell. <laughs> And as a result, anybody who's a cat um, is is familiar. Well, never mind. No, no. Hey, you know what I don't hear this week? Is anybody breathing heavy? Well, so we had a woman who had an, I think she had an asthmatic condition or something of that nature. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. it seems the last couple of weeks you've had people on and breathing heavy on the phone. Yeah, yeah. In a way, it was kind of exciting, except know. it sounded like a, you know, a kind of a, more like an ailment rather than a passionate kind of feeling. It was, yeah. Bruce, maybe you could step in and assume well, that. Well, yeah, you know, I, we'll see how the game goes. If it starts to lack a little, maybe I'll start. And we have a staff member from the WBZ who probably could breathe uh, so sensuously that it'll probably put everybody else to shame. But I hope he won't do that now. Ed Donahue is with us on the line. Hi, Dad. Hey, Norm. Have, have you played the game? You have never played the game with us before. I played the board game, yeah. Oh, your board game, and we have, of course yeah. we have an electronic version. The Game Boy version? Of the, yeah, of the Dumb Birthday game. We have electronic, and we have a board game and all that uh, of this. So it's exciting, and it's available at uh, stores everywhere. I just said that, and that, that that's really stupid. Okay, I'll tell you who was born this day. You tell me who how old they are. Incidentally, one before we do that, I must tell you, we did play the game this past day because of all kinds of technical glitches and stuff. So I didn't mention the fact that uh, December 4th, which was Saturday, the day before this, was the birthday of Deanna Durbin. And that may not seem anything much to anybody here because you're all kind of young. How about you, Helen? Do you know Deanna Durbin? No, that was before my time. I know who she is. <laughs> she was uh, she was the woman, she was a young young girl at the time who all of us guys fell desperately in love with. Mm. Yeah, we'd go to the movies, and if it was a Deanna Durbin movie like A Hundred Men and a Girl, which was Leopold Stokowski in the orchestra, and Deanna Durbin was a singer, she sang uh, songs like it's raining sunshine. Oh, no, yeah. Or raining sunbeams, I think was the name. 
a, a number of movies. Anyway, this was her birthday on December 4th. Somehow, I, th I feel like I'm the only one who's excited about this. Uh, I'm way younger than you, know. Oh, just be quiet, Helen. <laughs> She was she was seventy two years old, seventy three. That little kid. She was on a radio show, the Eddie Cantor radio show, at the age of thirteen, and she was a child star. Went to live in France, and that's where she's been outside of Paris for a number of years, and uh, just was tremendously popular. Went to Paris, married, and uh, never made another appearance again. Kind of was satisfied with her success in the movies, and never milked it. Never came back. Oh. Leaving us guys heartbroken. <laughs> okay, but anyway, today's diversion. Boy, I'm glad I brought that up. I thought that would strike a resounding chord in people's souls, but it, it means nothing. Jim Messina of the team of uh, Loggins and Messina. Uh, this is his birthday, December 5th. Uh, the biggest hit was uh, that they did was Your Mama Won't Dance, which they did in 1973. Note these dates so they can piece, piece together their age. At one time, Jim was a member of Buffalo Springfield and also Poco. Okay, your mama won't dance, 1973. How old do you think he is today, Eddie? Uh, I saw them once. Jim Croce was the opening act. And I would say that Jim Messina is 52. 52. Okay, what do you think, Helen? 50. 50. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think, Amy? 60. 60. Okay, and Mark? I'd say 46. 46. And Sid? I'll be real creative and say 51. Now, what's re what's creative about saying 51? Oh, I'm going, missing something here? It's going so far out on a limb, Norm, you know? I mean, everybody else saying 50 and 52 and 53 and 49 and so... You got it. I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, what do you think? Well, because of my extensive album collection of his. I know you, you, you're, he's a favorite of yours. You have all of his stuff here. Yeah, with every group he was ever in. Uh, I know that he's 47 years old. 47 years old. And Ed Donahue probably has all of uh, Jim has seen his records, too, and then some. I got the eight tracks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 48. 48. Okay, he's actually, is 46, is what, what, what the Mark said. 46 years old today. As we say, 48, 46 years young. Did you already know that, Mark, or was that just a guess? That was a very uh, good guess because you said Buffalo Springfield. I did yeah. say Buffalo Now, what was the clue uh, there? Well, the Buffalo Springfield, uh, one of the youngest members of any band, band was Peter Frampton at 17, so I figured he was 20. I added another 20 years, and I said, well, maybe just a little bit older, 46. Very good. excellent. Who's, who's breathing hard? <laughs> well, I was th I was thinking of Stephen Stills and Neil Young. Somebody's That's... breathing heavy. Yeah. Who is this? Is that you, Helen? No. Uh, no one's confessing now. Come on, Bruce. <laughs> okay. Little today's Little Richard's uh, birthday. A uh, Little Richard, uh, born Richard Penniman in Macon, Georgia, biggest hit. Hey, what kind of name is that? I beg your, I beg your pardon. Is, is that does that the name offend you, Richard Penniman? Sounds funny. Richard Penniman sounds funny. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't think. Well, you, you're ready to do this program now. Well, because I've been I've been getting along on that kind of an attitude for years. Apparently, apparently he agreed with you because he changed it to Little Richard. 
That's right, too. You think Richard, Little Richard is a nicer name than Richard Penniman? <laughs> Richard Penniman does sound like a certified public accountant, doesn't it? Hey, Norm. Yes. Can I say something? Well, you're going to say it anyway, aren't you? Is it going to be interesting, or are you yeah, going to be really about, boring? about Little Richard. He should have been nominated for an Oscar in Down and Out in Beverly Hills. He was an absolute, he stole that movie. He yeah. was an absolute scream. He was, he was funny in that movie, that's true. I, the movie itself was funny, though. I thought everybody was pretty good in that. I thought he should have got a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Okay, let me write that down. <laughs> He'll uh, tell you the same thing, too, if he was here. Yeah. Uh, his biggest hit was Long Tall Sally. Is, is that a funny name to you, too, Amy? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, he did that in 1956. He also recorded, of course, Tutti Frutti, which everybody identifies with him with. And uh, uh, with the now famous line, it says here, now famous line, a wop bop, a loop bop, a lop bam boom. Can you say that, Amy? Yeah. Uh, let me hear you say that. A wop bop, a loop bop, a lop bam boom. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think if you said that. My father has his record. My grandmother and my dad have all kinds of old records. Of, of Little Richard or just a whole lot everybody, of old records? Of everybody. All these people I don't know because I saw him in 1970. Yeah. He, uh, he wrote a book about his life, of course, and is now an ordained minister. I didn't know that part. Did you know that, Amy? That will explain a lot of things. Oh, my goodness. I didn't dare ask you to explain that. No, because he looked like he'd be doing the Holy Ghost every five minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose that's probably so. Yeah, I'm trying to be cheerful. No, you, you, no, you, no, you're very cheerful. No, it's really nice. But it must be tough for you to stay awake at this time of the day. Oh, I'm awake. I was up watching videos till like two, and I started reading. Oh, and you just happened to tune us in. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a nice thing to do. You're obviously a bright student. I listen to y'all at camp. Pardon me. I listen to you guys at camp. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Let's start with uh, you, Ed Donahue. Uh, little Richard, I, uh, if you would guess his age, how old do you think he is today? Yeah. That's right, too, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he actually married off a, uh, a, a celebrity couple, and I can't remember now who it was, but it wasn't that long ago either. So he, he, he does do that stuff still. So he still is, he's an active minister as yeah. well as... Uh, I tell you, I, w I wouldn't mind him marrying me off. That would be kind of neat. He could be the preacher and the entertainer for the for the wedding. That's right, too. You could save for some, for some price funds. Maybe he would cater also. <laughs> yeah. I do as he doesn't marry you. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, as long as he doesn't go too far there. Yeah. Uh, but I know that he's 61. He's 61, you yes. say? Okay, to which I say, a wop bop, a loop bop, a lop, <laughs> bam, boom. I love saying that. Because it clears out the sinuses. <laughs> and Sid Whitaker, what do you think? I think 50, 59. 50, 59. Did you say 59? <laughs> Why, I did. Yeah. Are you but, from around here? Or are you from some strange far-off no, land? I'm, I'm from uh, upstate New York, if you want to call oh, it. Oh, I'm far off. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is strange. Yeah, that's strange territory. 59. Mark, what do you think? 61. 61, okay. And Amy, what do you think? Can't go against the crowd, 61. You say 61 also, okay. And Helen? I'll say 60. And what would you say, Eddie? I say 61 also. 
61 also. Why are you saying that? Because so many others have said that? I base it. When did you say his first big hit was good? It wasn't good golly, Miss Marley. 56. Yeah, 56. Long, 56. tall, salad. He was very young at that time. He had just left Georgia where he'd been working as a dishwasher. And he had come north. He now, he is the original king of rock and roll. I saw him at 70 at the old Boston Tea Party. He was yeah. hot. Yeah. He's fun to watch. He's a very vibrant, vivacious kind of man. I tell you, I have two two ages for him. I have the Associated Press uh, list and also this uh, book that we have on birthdays. One list of them is 59 and the other list of them is 61. So anybody who said either one will be the winner, and that includes everybody except <laughs> Alan. Right. Who said 60. I know. So Ed, Ed Donahue said 59. Bruce said 61. Sid said 59. Mark and Amy and Eddie all said 61. So everybody wins except you, Helen. I That's the story of my life. <laughs> I imagine it is, Helen. And, and if I were you, I'd be despondent. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. Ma maybe you can make a comeback with Morgan Brittany. Who is he? <laughs> Mor Morgan, who is he? <laughs> uh, he's a cross-dresser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a darn good looking one. And a darn, darn good looking one. Uh, her name at birth was uh, Suzanne Cupito, C U P I T O, uh, from Hollywood, California. Appears occasionally on Dallas. Mm -hmm. Is married to a stuntman, Jack Gill. They have a daughter. And her, his name. <laughs> okay. Now, anyway, that's Morgan Brittany. She's quite Wasn't attractive. Dallas canceled? Yes, it is, has been canceled. I'm been. a radio person. I don't watch television. Yeah, and she, she called. That's too bad because she's mostly television. She's been guest on uh, on other programs too. Mm -hmm. uh, Morgan Brittany. Okay, we'll start with you, Helen. Because Thanks a lot. <laughs> I know you'd like that because <laughs> you're. Like, I would say forty. You'd say forty. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, that's no. Uh... Never mind. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> Amy, what do you think? Thirty-nine. Uh, you say she's thirty-nine. Okay. <laughs> how about uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. how about you, Eddie? What do you think? I say forty-two. Forty-two. Oh, yeah. That's Eddie's... my age, also. That's your age of forty-two. Uh -huh. My goodness sakes! It's a somebody must have dialed the phone for you. <laughs> Remember that pencil <laughs> to pencil that in in the book there. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sid, what do you think? How old do you think Morgan Brittany is? I'm going to say um, 37. 37. Yes. Okay. And uh, Ed, what do you think? Uh, 38. 38 years of age, eh? Or as we used to say, 38 years young. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark, what do you think? 43. And uh, let's see, Bruce? She's 42. She's 42. Okay, I actually have two ages listed here for her and, and the two different services. One says 43 and the other says 42. So either way, hey, I'm uh, 42. Mark said 43 and uh, Eddie said 42 and Bruce said 42. All right. So, okay, so you're probably saying, will you give us a recap? Yeah. Let's find out who's leading and who's doing what. Mark has three correct answers. Well, at least he came the closest on three. 
As a matter of fact, Norm, I came exact on three. You did. Actually, you did. Yes, yes. Because these last two, we've given a couple of ages, and you guessed one. Uh, you So you you have three correct ones. Bruce has two, and so does Eddie. And uh, one apiece from Ed, Ed Donahue, Sid Whitaker, and Amy. All right. So it's, uh, it's, it's anybody's uh, game at all. Anybody can just shoot ahead. And that's what makes it just so darn exciting. We forgot to say how much Helen had. Yes, uh, Helen, of course, is zilch, nothing. She's, she's shaming us all, particularly her own family. She Thanks a lot. I like you too, Mom. Helen, Helen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up, but usually every, <laughs> usually every week I'm the one who has none, and, and they, uh, they, they tend to go off on me, so I just want someone else to get it for me. Okay. Yeah. No he, hard feelings. No, there are hard feelings, Helen. Don't believe what he says. He hates your guts. <laughs> Jim Plunkett. Remember Jim Plunkett? He used to pay, play for the Patriots of quarter, uh, quarterback? Uh, yeah. Number one quarterback in the Canadian Football League. Oh, really? Yes, sir, yeah. he is. Heisman Trophy winner from Stanford University. Uh, from uh, Born in San Jose, California. Jim Plunkett. He was, uh, is he Hispanic? I don't Probably. Think. I think he's Plunkett. Partly, part, part Spanish or part Mexican. No. Yes. Both his parents are blind. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's a, and he was, uh, his latest, his best success was with the Oakland Raiders during the 80s. Mm. He was the comeback player of the decade. He's the oh. last AFC quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. That's very, that's very good. Tell me how old you think he is, Ed. How old do I think he is? He broke in with the Patriots around 69. He'd be 21. Took the catch up to 48, uh, 45. 45. Do that thing with the tongue again. That you just 45. Very good. Excellent. Helen, what about, what do you think? 43. Okay, 43. And a Amy, what do you say? 44. Amy says 44. Ed Donahue, what do you think? Uh, 48. 48. Okay, Mark? 40. Bruce? I have to, actually, I have to say, I think Ed Donahue has an unfair advantage. Aren't you always hanging out on those Patriots games on every Sunday? There at BZ? Me? Yes, you. Look at that. Oh, me? Hi. <laughs> hey. Jim Plunkett doesn't play for the Patriots. Well, this is true, but you, you know all the, the inside sports stuff. I don't think this is fair. <laughs> Yeah, because Gil Santos mentions his name yeah. all the time oh, yeah. when he's doing the game. He says, that reminds me Jim Plunkett. Of, of, of Jim Plunkett. Yeah, he'll say that. <laughs> Gino, you look like Jim Plunkett in this place. Yeah, sometimes he says that. Sometimes he said, you know, right now, I, 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 as I sat down at the microphone, I felt like I was sitting down like Jim Plunkett would sit. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow he manages to bring his name up a lot. Well, I, I know. See, the people out there don't know. But they're each given a media book, and Ed just has it with him at all times. That's when they have he the ages. with him tonight, knowing it was Jim Plunkett's birthday. <laughs> so we could check. Norm. Yes. I apologize. You said Jim Plunkett. I was thinking of uh, the, the young kid, Doug Flutie. I thought so, too. I didn't oh, with the, yeah, oh, yeah, with the yeah, Canadian that, league. That blew me. Yeah. Uh, can, I change, can I change my guess? <laughs> Now, let me see. Who are we talking with? Mark. This is Mark. What did you want to... Get? Sure, change your guess. What the heck? I'd say he's 49. For, 49? Yeah. Boy. You must take diction lessons from Sid Whitaker. 49. No, no, no. I, I listened to the Beatles' White Album. Number nine. Number nine. I like that song. 
this whole program, this whole program is really going down the toilet. I thought we were in bad trouble yesterday when all the trouble we had was with the transmitter and the computer. Does anybody remember his favorite receiver? His favorite receiver was an RCA Victor number 693X with a with a with a metal antenna out the window. Boy, he could. No, what? Who was his favorite receiver? Randy Vataha. Oh, we're, we're back to we're back to uh, Doug yeah. Floaty again. Oh, uh, we're talking about Plunkett's no. favorite receiver was Randy Vataha. Really? Yeah, the Patriots drafted him because Plunkett said, "I want him." That's who we threw the ball to in college. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. Oh, gee, that ball. Wow. He was seventeenth. Ed looked that Randy up in Vitaha your book. Randy Vataha was picked seventeenth <laughs> in the seventeenth <laughs> round. He went. Yeah. Okay. Ed, shut uh, up. Shut up, Eddie. I will. Shut up, Eddie. I'm going to say 46. 46. Okay, what do you say, Sid? 47. 47. I was kind of hoping you say 49 because I like the way you say it. Okay. Maybe next time, Norm. Jim Plunkett, and we only have the one one age listed for him, this, which is 46. Oh, 46, and that's what Bruce said. And I didn't even need a media book, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you trampled all over Ed on that one. <laughs> and you have uh, three correct answers. You're tied now with Mark. Well, this Great. is getting to be an exciting game. How come if this game is getting so exciting, how come it doesn't seem exciting? Yeah. How come it just seems boring? Why because is that? Because it's raining outside. Is that the reason you suppose? Yeah. You know, sometimes it takes looking at the world through the eyes of a child <laughs> in order to see things in proper perspective. Uh, that was nice. That was really nice. <laughs> Ke Calvin Calvin Trillin is his birthday today. I don't. You know Calvin Trillin is a writer, a humor, humorist. He's, he showed up on a number of television programs as a guest. He's a funny man. He uh, he was the one who said there was only one fruitcake ever made since the beginning of time, and that makes the rounds because nobody ever eats fruitcake. <laughs> I love fruitcake. Oh. Ew. I love the green cherries best of all. Eddie, nobody cares. Oh, okay. you? Yeah, no, nobody really cares, Eddie. Especially the green stuff. Nobody even likes those. Most people pick that off and throw it away, Eddie. So tell us how old you think Calvin Trillin is. Me? Yes, you. 63. <clears throat> 63. I never even heard of him. <clears throat> you never heard of him, eh? No. But you think a humorist who makes jokes about... Fruitcakes has to be 63. Well, that only came into vote when people started talking about red dye and all yeah. that other stuff in MSG. Yeah. You know, it's been, that scare's been around for about 25 years. What scare, what scare is that? Oh, MSG is bad for you. The Chinese have used it for thousands of years. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. completely Ed, natural. Eddie, Eddie, <clears throat> go on Gus Saunders' program and his, his cooking show, okay, or Julia, uh, whatever her last name is. You made fun of the green cherries. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how old do you uh, think uh, Calvin Trillin is? Well, I was going to say 63, but because somebody else took it from me, I'm going to say 67. <laughs> oh, boy, you said that with so much resentment. I know the demons. Well, you are really ticked off, aren't you, Mark? Oh, just a tad. Yeah. I want... <clears throat> okay. Uh, Bruce, what do you say? I'll say 65. 65. And Ed, what do you say, Ed Donahue? I'll say he's a spry 57. He's spry 57. Spry, is that like the cooking vegetable oil cook? Is that tied in with... No, it isn't probably. Is no. a soft drink? I don't know. Actually, that's a moving company in Woburn. Spry is? Yes. Spry Moving Company? Yes, sir. Is that Eddie again? Yes, that's Eddie. <laughs> he has so much information. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he, 
That was Mark. Oh, all right. no, was no, it was, no, it was, no, it was Mark who said that. Yes. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Helen, how old do you think that Calvin Calvin Trillin? Do you know Calvin Trillin? No. <laughs> I should know him. He's a, he's a very talented writer. He's turned out a number of his things have appeared in in his collections in book form. Also, uh, I don't read it. I just look at the pictures. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. Also, uh, eh? okay. And uh, Sid. I'll go with uh, 66, Norm. 66. And what do you say, Amy? 66. 66. Oh, you haven't thrown up yet, have you? <laughs> that's very good. Very good. You if have a the lot fruitcake of... didn't make it do it, nothing will. <laughs> I think that's probably so. Okay, so now we come to the magic moment when I tell you the actual age of Calvin Triller. This is the thrilling moment. <laughs> it's uh, He's 58 years old today, and I think oh. Helen... One for me. All right. Helen and Ed Donahue, both as a matter of fact, because Helen said 59, 59, and Ed Donahue said 57. Ed, did you have to split that one point with me? Yeah, I guess we'll have to. Okay. Oh, That's the luck of the Irish. Okay, there aren't, and there's nobody else really born on that day, this day, December 5th, we can talk about, but uh, December 6th. Thank you very much. Who's one moment, please. I'll get the operator for you in one moment. <laughs> December 6th, Monday, is the birthday of Wilt Schreiner. And you know Wilt Schreiner? No. You, you, he spells his name. I know you don't know. Uh, he spells his name with one L. Uh, he's the uh, the son of, uh, of a, a man I always thought was a very funny man, Herb Schreiner. He's not particularly well known now. But I didn't know that Wilt Schreiner also had a twin brother named Ken Schreiner. Oh, yeah, General Hospital. Really? Yeah, he's on General Hospital. Oh, it says that Ken Schreiner and comedian talk show host Will Schreiner, twins, uh, born in Toledo, Ohio. Their dad was TV entertainer, comedian Herb Schreiner. Doesn't say that, but that's interesting. Okay, does he look like, have you ever seen Will Schreiner? Well, now, that, now that, yes, I have. Now that you mention it, they kind of do, uh, they kind of do look alike. I never really thought of that before. Hey. Well, okay. Well, let's let's figure. Out. Let's start with you then, on that, Bruce. How old do you think they are? Well, I'll have to say, uh, boy. I'll have to say, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight, because I know you've got all the videotapes of General Hospital. Oh yes, big fan. Yeah. <laughs> How about the you, Amy? How old do you think Will and Ken Schreiner are? I've seen General Hospital, and I've never seen them before. Oh my goodness! Then you're you're operating at uh, a great disadvantage. Ken Schreiner, he, I, I believe he plays um, Scotty, if I'm not mistaken. That's all I know. Hmm. Okay. Not I that see. I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> not that I have nothing to do during the days. <laughs> no. That I have. That's no my life. wake up show. <laughs> I don't want you to think I have no life here. <laughs> Is that you breathing, Helen? No. <laughs> Why me? I don't know, because when you start to talk, the breathing ends. Oh. I've noticed that. Oh, you did? I happen to be an investigative reporter for Channel 4, <laughs> so I know that. Is that what you are? Uh, uh, Amy, how old do you think uh, Will, and, Will and Ken Schreiner are? 37. 37. Okay, and Helen, what do you think? 38. All we have to do to stop the breathing is keep Helen talking. <laughs> I don't know which is worse, though. 
<laughs> no, just keep breathing. That'd Are you be... picking on me? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. And I, unashamedly. Couldn't have been done by a nicer person. Thank you. Well, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> uh, Eddie, what do you think? Eddie from Austin. Which one was born first so I can give an age and a minute? That's a very clever, Eddie. If you'd just give an age, we'd appreciate that. I like 38. You like 38? Yeah. Okay. I've never watched General Hospital. It's a good show. Yeah. Well, Will Schreiner's on a whole lot of other things, including yeah. Good Morning America. No, not Good Morning America. He's on that one on uh, Channel 5 at uh, 9 o'clock. That's the one with... Uh, oh. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. He's older than that, then. Do uh, you, you know the program I'm talking about? What's what's the um, name of it? What's... I know what you're talking about. Doesn't he cross out with a woman? Well, there is a, there's a man and woman on the show. Will Schreiner is sort of a... Kind of roams around and does other things. He's, he's not. Home, he's not. He's not. Something. I know it is. Yeah, now. he's not one of the co-hosts, but he is on the show yeah. quite often. The uh, co-hosts are who? Uh, one, the woman is 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 a very appealing lady, and I can't think of her name. Sarah Purcell. Sarah Purcell. Gary Collins. You you don't have a wife, do no, you? No, no. Not that I know <laughs> these things, but if I had to venture a guess, I would say it was Sarah Purcell and Gary Collins. I... No, that's right. G Gary Collins and uh, Sarah Purcell. That's right. And, uh, okay, and Will Schreiner does sort of the freelance kind of stuff on the show. He does the funny stuff. Except he's not nearly as funny as his father was. So there. <laughs> okay, uh, you, did, is that okay with you, Amy? Did you want to change your guess? Mm-mm. Uh-uh? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, Sid, what do you think? Go with 41, Norm. 41, okay. Not, and not 49, 41. 40, that's, that's not, not what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. Ed Ed uh, Donahue and his orchestra. What do you think? You're kind of quiet today, Ed. Uh, I'm just busy thinking, Norm. It's... Yeah, because cause I kind of counted on you to be hilariously funny <laughs> and to keep the pace of this thing going, because, uh, frankly, I tell you, I think it's drudgery. I think it's becoming very boring. It's the weather. It seems, oh, it's the weather. Yeah, it seems to me like we've been doing this thing, this playing this game here since about three weeks ago last Friday. <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> Will Schreiner effect. It's the Will Schreiner effect. I think I think that's what it is. Okay, the equivalent of the Bermuda Triangle, I believe. Thirty-nine. <laughs> uh, Thirty-nine. Okay. And uh, let's see. Thirty-nine. Mark. Mark. What do you think? Forty-two. Forty-two. Okay. Again, we have that magic moment when we <laughs> we can bring out their ages. They are actually they are forty ah. today. Forty years old today. And so I would say Sid said 41, and Ed Ed said 39. Son of a gun. So that's... Well, uh, what do you know? Well, again, yeah. So that's... Uh, Ed is now tied also. He's got three tied with Bruce. Yeah, he's up one, isn't Doesn't Ed, he have four? No, three. Oh, all right. And, uh, and let's see. And Mark has three. So we have a three-way tie. As we go to Steve Wright, very funny comic from around here, mm -hmm. comedian Steve Wright. He's the one who said, uh, so I went into a store to buy some batteries, but uh, they were not included, so I had to buy them again. How old is he? That's the question. See, I can't tell you, Amy, because that's the question, how old Steve is. Steve, Steve Wright, he is? He has an imagination very much like Fred Allen, and now all we're going to say is, who's Fred Allen? 
so I won't even mention that. Oh, yeah, that bit was it. Uh, I have a friend in radio. Every time I'm driving with him, we go under a bridge. I don't understand a thing he yeah. said. Yeah, I can't hear him. I can't, we, uh, we, we, we took a walk. We went under a bridge, and I couldn't hear him. Can I say That's something? Right. Yes. You know Fred Allen dropped dead right outside his doctor's door after a physical? He'd just been pronounced in excellent health, paid his bill, stepped out the door, and dropped dead right in the hallway. No, none of us knew that. And Amazing but true. Yeah, and we kind of hoped that you wouldn't bring it up, Ed, and bring everything to that kind well, the of... The reason I don't kind of go to doctors. Now. The reason you don't go to doctors. No. I said, well, you tell me how... second prediction rate? What's that? Well, that's what they said to him. Gee, you live to be 100. He paid his bill, he stepped outside the door, and he dropped dead. Yeah. Mistake he made, he paid his bill. Yeah, yeah that's right, too. Was he, he fat? That's right, he would have had to pay it at all, right? Uh, Eddie, what do you think? How old is uh, Steve Wright? 35. Okay, Helen, what do you say? Have you ever heard of Steve Wright? No. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, I'm only 39. What do you expect? I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, oh, by the way, you said that nobody ever admitted their age on talk shows. That's correct. Yeah, well, Bob Raleigh's been 39 for 20 years. So what does that prove? Does so that prove? So he admitted his age. I see. Okay. How old is Steve Wright? <laughs> I don't know, 50? I don't know, 50 either. Okay, we'll put 50. Amy, what do you oh, say? Can you skip me? Please. No, we're not going to skip you. Just just name a, name a number. No. You sound like if you guess the wrong one, we're going to whip you. No. Uh, um, let's see. Um, she's, um, if we don't skip her, she's going to throw up. I can just oh, tell. No, no. Um, 43. 43. Do you know Steve Wright? Have you ever heard of Amy? No. You've never heard of Steve Wright? No. Okay. So there. Mark, what do you think? 39. 39. Uh, all right, so, you know, 39 is what, you see, I'll write down, you see, you know. And I got to my apartment building, I put the key in it and started up, so I decided to take it for a drive. I got pulled over for speeding, the officer says, where do you live? And I said, right here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Sid, what do you think? How old is Steve Wright? Steve Wright, she's uh, uh, 38. Okay, and what do you say, Bruce? He went to Emerson College. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. Are you, are you, did you go to Emerson College also? Uh, no, I wanted to, though. Did he go to college? <laughs> That's good enough, too, you know. Because yeah, I feel a kinship. Yeah, you know, I feel a kinship toward Cornell University for the same reason. I always wanted to yeah. go there. <laughs> Uh, I've got the I've got the Emerson College pennants. Uh, I mean the uh, Cornell College uh, University pennants hanging in my room. Oh yeah, I hang out there and everything, and uh, just don't go there. I pretend like I do. Yeah, I do the same thing with Cornell. And yeah, meet me at the New England Tractor Trailer School. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went to actually. Uh, I thought I thought you were from McNeil's Air Conditioning yeah. and Refrigeration yeah. School. Remember the matchbooks that used to say learn how to cut meat at home. Eddie, <laughs> where does he get this? He's Mr. He's what is known as Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Is that guy doing anything? No matter what, yeah, no matter what we're talking about, 
uh, Eddie can bring up something that has nothing whatever to do with any of it. I think his real name is Cliff Cleveland. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the uh, normie. Uh, Lonely out here with the front. I'm what is? Oh. I'll say 34. 34. Okay. And uh, Ed Donahue, who brings a civilized note this, to this otherwise <laughs> inane discussion. How old do you think Steve uh, Wright is? Thank you, Don. 41. 41. <laughs> okay, here's the, here's the thing. See if we break that tie. That could be something like 37. You're going to change your guess to 37? No, I'm just saying. I stick with my 43. I was just yeah. like Actually, if you had said 37, you would have been a lot closer because he's 38, which is what Sid said. So I no, said 37. No. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said 43 originally, see. I told you it was going to be something like that. Oh, you mustn't lie, Amy, because you're you're a hope for the future. You're a young gener. You're the generation yet to come. I, just, I said 37, but my guess was 43. Okay. Well, anyway, Sid hit it right on. You said it would have been wrong because Sid got it right on the button, which means that we now have a four-way tie. So let's get one more here, see if we can break this tie, even if we have to cancel the 4 o'clock network news. <laughs> Dave Brubeck, the uh, jazz pianist, his biggest hit was Take 5. He did that in 1961 which is uh, about the year he made the cover of Time Magazine. Uh, born in uh, Concord, California, which is uh, the... Uh, Concord, like in Concord, Massachusetts, which is uh, the name of a record label that comes out of there now. Concord produces some really good jazz stuff. Okay, we'll start with Ed Donahue, Dave Brubeck. Uh, 70. 70, okay, and Bruce... I know you're, uh, you're a yes. fan of his. You've got oh. all of his and Jim has seen his records. Uh, yep. And Little Richards. And and the uh, the duet they did together also. Jim Messino. That's right. Little Jim Messino, Little Dave Richard, Brubeck. and Dave Brubeck playing the piano. I'm the only one who has that album. Uh, he's 72. 72. Okay, Sid? 68. And what do you think, Mark? Well, the uh, album was Adventures in Time. And I believe he's 70. Okay, it was Adventures in Time. That's right. Wow. Very good. Yeah, you a jazz fan? Uh, no, but my dad, told, my dad brought me up while I was listening to my rock and roll. He made sure my education got fulfilled with the good stuff. Okay. And Brubeck is really good. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Amy, what do you think? 70. 70? Okay, Helen? 71. Have you ever heard of Dave Brubeck? Nope. Okay. <laughs> we must sit down and chat about the world in general one day, Ellen. <laughs> Eddie, what do you think? I say 70. Okay, a lot of you have said 70. He's actually 73, which means that uh, Bruce has broken the tie by guessing 72. He was the closest, and Bruce Conley now has four correct answers and is the winner of the swell game. And what did I get out of this? It's been real. Yes, it has. Eddie, I want to thank you. i got to get going because we've got news coming up very soon. But thank you for playing the game with us, Eddie. You I got, appreciate it. Thank any, you. Anything irrelevant you want to say before you go? <laughs> Helen, Truman finished the porch on the White House. <laughs> I think that's a good note to hang up on Eddie with. And Helen, and thank you for your, uh, for your guess, guesses and your heavy breathing. Thank you. <laughs> Amy? 
He yeah. got through this whole thing without throwing up, and I think that in itself is a triumph. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for playing. And uh, let's see who else we got here. We uh, and thank you very much, Sid. Oh, Sid is already back in, back at his station. Forget Mark. Uh, oh, Mark, that's right. Um, I think. Oh, yeah, Mark. Thank you very much for playing the game with us. You did very well. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was just so obsequious, wasn't that? Wasn't that? Oh, that's Ed Donahue. With it's been fun talking with you. Norm, a pleasure as always. I imagine. I met, it was a pleasure for all of us too, and I thank you very much. Uh, this is Ed Donahue from the WBZ staff, and of course, this is Bruce Conley, also from the WBZ staff. Another, another wonderful triumph, Bruce. You're okay. One of one. One of okay. That I've ever had. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Wouldn't it be great to get back to an old-fashioned Christmas? 61328 for free catalog or to order. We can engrave to personalize your gift. We gift wrap for free and we can ship it anywhere in the world. Of course, we accept all major credit cards and it will arrive by Christmas. So call 617-536-1328. Add some sparkle to that special someone with a gift from the Irish Crystal Company, 129 Newbury Street, Boston. Do stop into the Irish Crystal Company on Newbury Street, but if you can't, call 617-536-1328. Okay, let's talk with Joe in Waltham. Hi, good morning, Joe. Thanks for hanging in. Hi, Norm. How are you doing this morning? Good, thanks. Hey, guess what happened? What's that? My girlfriend invited me over to her place to watch the football game tomorrow, today. Oh, son of a gun. This is the uh, the lady who did not like you to watch football. Right. Uh, what do you think brought this about? Well, uh, I owe it all to you. You're the one who told me to stand up to her and... <laughs> Tell her that I was going to watch football, whether she liked it or not. Son of a gun, did I, was I that strong about it? Could yeah. She, and she didn't uh, rebel against it. Well, yeah, she did at first. She she, uh, she threw me out. Oh, she threw you out at first? Yeah. So I stayed away for a couple of days, and then uh, she called me up and told me uh, to come over and watch the football uh, game today. Oh she, oh, she missed you, and she figured, what the heck, if it's going to be... Football or not him at all? What the heck? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Though. I kind of think she has a hidden agenda because oh. I found a couple of sports pages at her apartment. I think she's been reading about the Patriots, and she gets some kind of a sick, twisted pleasure out of watching me watch them lose. Oh, I see. She figures that's torture for you, mm. and it'll serve you right for watching the games. Yeah, but she had me worried for a while there, you know. <laughs> I mean, I thought she lost her sense of humor. But, uh, Obviously she has that, and you're both getting along okay now. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's getting a little better now, I guess, you know, but uh, for a while there, it, it was kind of rough. Ever since I broke her leg, you know, she, she just didn't laugh much. Uh, you, you know I'm going to ask about that. How did you break your leg? Oh, uh, I, I was trying to miss the dog. And when I hit the brakes to miss the dog, she kind of fell. In, oh, she was in the car next to you? Yeah. No, she was in the same car. No, that's what I, yeah, that's what I mean. She, you were oh, driving okay. and she was next to you on the, on the, uh, the passenger side? Yeah. And you, and you swerved the car or something and she fell off the seat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her leg is still broken. Still, yeah, yeah. You, you. It sounds like something I'd like to buy the movie rights to that whole story. I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I thought it would be okay uh, because, you know, 
come close, Norm. I don't want everybody to hear this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she, she didn't use that leg anyhow. See? She, she didn't use the leg ever? No. Well, not for a long time. See, she was already uh, a paraplegic. She's a paraplegic? Yes. Which I often wondered about because if a person's only got one bad leg, are they just a single plegic? You're doing you're doing stick, Joe. Now I, now I can't believe anything you're talking well, about. Well, no, no, this is true. She's a wonderful girl. Yeah. And uh, about 21 years ago, she was in a plane crash, a small plane. Oh my. And uh, she's been in a wheelchair since. And we oh. took a trip, and we were driving through Nova Scotia, uh, the Cabot Trail, which you were talking to some people one night about. Yes. And this dog ran out of the woods right in front of the van I was driving. And she had just taken off her seatbelt to get herself a pillow and, you know, just change the position in the seat. Mm. That's when the dog ran out. And I had to hit the brakes, and she fell forward, and her leg got broken. Oh, that's what a shame. But she understood it wasn't your fault. Well, yeah, but, you know, it was, it was kind of... It, pretty tough for you, you know. I know it. I would imagine so. But then uh, she just kind of lost her sense of humor for a while there. Okay, she got it back now? Oh, uh, she's getting it back. Okay. Yeah. I got to get going, Joe, but I'm glad the story has a, a happier ending than it appeared to last time. Okay. Hey, take care of yourself. All right, now. Bye-bye, Joe. Bye. Okay, we'll take a, see, a little break, see if we can take another call or so. Ray. What is it, Shirley, or love of my life? It's that time of year again. And what time is that, oh, Peach Blossom? Gift buying season. Yes, Shirley, I am aware of that. In fact, everyone and their mother is aware of that. In fact, everyone and their oh, grandma... Oh, calm down. Calming. I have a great idea, Frank. We'll go to the grand opening of the new Westboro Antique and Flea Market this Sunday. Says here that it'll be the best antique and collectible flea market in New England with 150 dealers. 150? And they have new merchandise, too. New merchandise? Surely it'll be a great opportunity to save money. Don't call me Shirley, Shirley. What's that, Frank? I said, did you say save money, Shirley? Frankly, Frank, there's going to be something for everyone on our list, and it's all indoors. All indoors? All under one roof. One roof? They're going to have food, door prizes, a country western band, and a lot of excitement. Excitement? We need excitement, Shirley. Come to the grand opening of the new Westboro Antique and Flea Market at Routes 9 and 135 this Sunday. Call 508-836-3880. 508-836-3880. That's the grand opening this Sunday of the new Westboro Antique and Flea Market. James Rife of Riverdale, Illinois, is telling us about his itchy skin problem. I was flaky skin and uh, redness after scratching. He was irritated, and he, there, was, there was some redness to it, but it was just uh, a constant itch. But James Rife got relief using Triple Action Gold Bond Medicated Powder. And uh, I, I started using Gold Bond and uh, never had no problems since then. The initial re reaction was it was kind of soothing, and then all of a sudden it, 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 it was a cooling effect. And after that, uh, it seemed like the itching disappeared. Gold Bond's triple action is like three great powders in one. It has the absorbing action of powder, the medicating action of a proven itch fighter, and the drying action of zinc oxide. That's triple action Gold Bond. After using it a few times, I, I've been using it ever since. Gold Bond medicated powder. It stopped the itching. That's the main thing. Gold Bond has did wonders for me. Try Triple Action Gold Bond Medicated Powder. Use only as directed. Available at Osco Drug. Bessie Dupree of St. Petersburg, Florida. When's the last time you tried Ovaltine? Every day I have it. Every night. Oh, I love Ovaltine. I've loved it always. I've got a big bottle of chocolate and a big bottle of malt. 
Classic Ovaltine not only tastes good, it contains 10 essential vitamins and minerals, nutrients your body needs and wants. Ovaltine has a lot of nourishing stuff in it. You'll see all the vitamins is in it. But it's got a, a delightful flavor. To me, it's got a very distinct flavor that's delicious. It's a nice drink. Just two glasses of classic Ovaltine and milk provide almost 100% of the recommended daily allowance of B-complex vitamins, A, C, and D, plus other important nutrients the body needs for strong bones, strong teeth, good eyesight, and more. So I eat good food and drink good things, and that's why I'm healthy. I think Ovaltine is a very special drink. I wouldn't take any other brand. That's the truth. Classic Ovaltine. Tastes great, and it's great for you. Available in the nutrition section of Walgreens. Okay, we got just a couple of minutes left. I want to talk to Jeff in uh, Dorchester. Hi, Jeff. Thank you. I, I appreciate you staying with us. No, I'm, a, I'm a hanging on by my toenails there. I know it, and we only got a couple of more minutes. I hate to say that to you. All right, Norm, I just wanted to say that uh, the show's great, and you've heard that before. Well, I appreciate that very much, uh, Jeff. Thanks. When it's late at night, I like to hear very soothing things. And uh, your show does that for me. And I wanted to say hello to my uh, fiancé. And what's her name? Karen. Karen, this oh, is Jeff talking to you. He loves you. Oh, Norm, she's the finest woman that ever, that God ever created. Oh, what a nice thing to say. We did our pre-cana class today over in Charlestown, and it, it just reinsured my love for her. Oh, how nice. And I just want to say to all the couples out there, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it really is. Isn't it, Norm? How long have you known her? Oh, about five years. Okay, that's that's nice. Yes, to have somebody that you uh, that you like that much and somebody that uh, you'll be spending uh, a lot of hours with, I think is a very beautiful experience. We're, uh, we're embarking on the uh, treasure of a lifetime. When will you be doing that? Uh, May 21st at the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, you're going to get married May 21st at the Ritz-Carlton? Yes. Hey, that's great. Huh? That's great. Those public guard pitches. Yeah. And uh, I just I, she, I knew she was listening out in the she's out in the kitchen, and she she's a woman that goes to bed at nine o'clock sharp because we're an older couple. And uh, so. But she stayed up a little later well, than you. Well, I just woke her up and said, "I'm going to call mom." Okay, hey Karen, you're very lucky. You both are very lucky. I envy you both. And I, I hate to go now because I would like to ask you many more questions, but I have to be off the air in about a half a minute. Norm, it was a pleasure talking with you. Pleasure talking to you and, too, uh, Jeff. Maybe another time. Oh, by all means. I hope it will be, yeah. There'll be lots of other times, and I hope so. All right. Bye-bye, Jeff. And bye-bye to you too. Ah, uh, truer words have never been spoken. As we will say goodbye until next week. Or, as the kids like to say, blowing in the wind. What? Closing the vault and leaving this world a little sillier than we found it. For live pipe organ broadcasts. Ken Wilson, Hammond Castle. Community auditions, Front Range Bluegrass Band. Curtains and Curtain Rods. Heritage Radio, Andy Williams, Roger Whitaker. Lawrence Welk, Schlock Stuff. Bad Turkey, Clyde, Ma, and BJ. Oh, and also Norm's Three Swell Cats. The Dumb Birthday Game Board and Electronic Versions. Available in fine stores everywhere. CPA Richard Penniman. Number 9. Boring yet exciting at the same time. Gus Saunders. Spry Moving Company in Woburn. Amazing and true stories that bring a show to a screeching halt. Emerson College. Cornell. The New England Tractor Trailer School. McNeil's AC and Refrigeration School. 
the Irish Crystal Company. Westboro Antique and Flea Market, Mr. Irrelevant, Pre-Cana in Charlestown, Sid Whitaker, Bruce Connolly, Ed Donahue, and the befuddled, giggling schoolboy, yet sophisticated, suave man, tough guy, Norm Nathan. I'm Tony. Nesbitt.